There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. And we're calling with a bonus special episode, bitch. Oh, and I can already tell this is going to be an acrimonious affair, bitch, because we're doing this bonus episode in preparation for our show, Culture War. Tomorrow. November 7th at Villain in Williamsburg, 8.30 p.m., yes, uh, 307 Kent Avenue between South 2nd and South 3rd Street. Get there early. Doors opening at 7.30 and again, this is tomorrow, people, Tuesday, November 7th at Villain in Brooklyn. And I don't think I don't think there could be a more filling fitting title than villain. Than villain. To describe your team. Absolutely not. No, no, no. First of all. I bitch. have villains on my team, it's you, true. Multiple people have characterized your team as the team of villains in that you know We are wearing red. You are wearing red. Um and potentially that will be um sort of that might be a winning stratagem is that you guys will be so aggressive, so malicious, so, so um, invective. You have you will all have such invective to spew at my team of do-gooders. Have you heard from your team, teammates? Are, are they uh, I've heard from my team. Oh, well, I've certainly heard from my team, and they told me that uh, we shouldn't worry at all. I've heard about They've it. All said wardrobe that. choices for my team. I've heard about wardrobe choices. Do you fucking know what Greta Teitelman's going to wear? No, yeah, you yeah. don't. Well, guess what? Elise Morales approached me today and said she picked out something real fucking cute. Is it? And also she told me that she's not worried at all. Is it a short sleeve 
electric blue Versace Why would dress. you give it away? I guess that takes away that you undermine your own team here no, in this moment. Bitch. It's so funny. It's so funny away. that you think that I'm undermining. It's so funny. It's so hilarious okay. what you do. Well, <laughs> first of all, let's just say that this is going to be a bracketed format of yes. I Don't Think So Honeys. Yes. And um, we're just they're just going to go at it. And so here's how the night is going to play out. We're not going to give too much away. But no. first round with all of our competitors is going to be about people. They yes. have to take to task people, whether or not they're celebrities, um, a sort of a, a group of people that does a specific thing that gets on yes. their uh, on their nerves. The category is people, and that is open to interpretation. Yes. So we've asked all twenty, oh, sorry, all eighteen mm-hmm. of our competitors yes. to come in and prepare something in that would fit under the umbrella of people. So that's round one. Yep. The victors of those rounds will move on to round two, and the category is. Uh, I'm so sorry. The little things. Yes. The little things. Am I saying that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's the little things. It's like those little ticks and tacks. The little things. And again, very wide umbrella. Yep. And um, then there's going to be a third round based on those winners, and that's going to be user's choice. So they've come prepared with several I don't think so honeys. Very few of them will get to do all three of them because, listen, this is a competition that's going to get fucking down to the wire. It's going to get down to People the wire. People are going to be cut. There's going to be tears shed. They're going to be tear shed, but that's the business, baby. That's the business. Baby. That's the culture war. That this show, if nothing else, is a crash course for the biz. And I gotta say, and you were saying there's there couldn't be a more appropriate venue name than villain. There couldn't no. be a more appropriate night for this to fall on. On what else but election night? Election night. The, the night decisions get made. The night decisions get made about warring sides. Yeah. And this is it. Oh my god. Now this won't be a democracy. No, 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 no. But it will we'll be, have it will be judged by a blue ribbon panel. A blue ribbon panel. You could say it's an oligarchy of judges. We have the amazing Joel Kim Booster. Joel Kim Booster, whose model minority CD is out now. The CD is out. The CD. We call it a CD. You call right? it an album. Well, you know, it's I call not, it a CD. It's no longer a compact disc. I guess you're. Well, I'm sure you could get it as a compact disc. No, I don't think so, honey. You don't think you, you don't think it's available in that format? No, because it's printing costs. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. All all I care about is supporting my friend. Okay. I don't well, care how I do it. If I have to pay a little bit more, that's more money in Joel's pocket. Tell everyone about our second judge. Our second judge is Michelle Collins, who I would pay. The printing course, printing costs hundreds of dollars. I'd pay hundreds of do- hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And then you would publish the you would you would distribute the albums yourself the physical hard copies yourself if, if it was more money in her pocket. No, I'm not pandering to judges. I feel like that's what you're doing. And meanwhile, Please, I've taken I, on. I, I don't need to do that. I've been victimized by the judges mm-hmm. aggressively. Well, just one in particular, which is Joel. And Joel has come for my team. And I've mentioned this before. He looked at the roster when it first was released, and he said, "A lot of heavy hitters on Matt's team. Someone's feeling confident. That someone being me." He assumed that my team would not have the fire in their bellies to win this and take a victory home for Team Bowen. This is real weak sauce, what you're doing right now. I'm not being you're weak sauce. You're trying to come in as a victim. I'm not coming in as a victim. I've been victimized. It has been inflicted upon me, Okay, honey. fine. Take that mantle. So this is what the majority of this bonus episode is going to be. We're going to go through the first round matchups for all 18 comedians on our teams. We're um, going to give a little background. We're going to give backgrounds. We're going to go through their histories. Why were they chosen? Why were they chosen? What are um, 
this is going to be sport. What would you what would you say this is? Sports Center style? I said Sports Center style episode where we go through yes. all these matchups and talk strategy, talk how they've succeeded in the past. Talk shit. Talk shit and I I'm ready to start doing that right now. Let's go. get into round 1. Okay, so this is this round 1 is titled The Dark versus the Light and we have on team Matt Pat Regan and we have on team Bowen Dylan Marin. Now Bowen, talk to me a little bit about uh, the contestant you've chosen, the culture race that you've chosen, Dylan Marin. Sure. So uh, before I do that, let me just walk through historically what he's done um, on record on the podcast for I Don't Think So, Honey. Sure. When he was on his committed episode, his dedicated episode, he I Don't Think So, Honeyed, quote, Lady Gaga, where is your performance of white allyship for Black Lives Matter? And for uh, the live show, for the first installment we did, he, uh, I don't think so, honeyed, casting Laura Dern as Shailene Woodley and Reese Witherspoon's adversary in Big Little Lies when she played their mothers in Wild and The Fault in Our Stars, um, not respectively, um, but, you know, Fault in Our Stars for Shailene, Wild for Reese Witherspoon. So, took to task two wildly different things on the spectrum. One was something that was, you know, a very sobering attack on a role model on a moral authority in the pop star community and the pop star sort of uh, uh, pantheon. Mm-hmm. And then the other was clearly, you know, a nice, more lighthearted attack at casting in Hollywood. I have problems with both of these. Okay. Well, before we get into that, I, I just, have immense issues. I just want to say that that range is very impressive. It's exactly what I'm looking for on my team. I mean, he certainly was using a range of vocal styles. I mean, everyone can hear him absolutely fucking scream and shout because some people feel that they need to do that. No, I, I don't he, think so, Honey Live. He was absolutely screaming and shouting. And meanwhile, it was really on the, unseemly. On the record on his episode. He was very quiet. He, he And I'm saying that I want that range. Sure. You know what? I guess you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get uh, Dylan Marin at a 10 or a fucking 1? Well, if he's going to go for fucking blood, then he's going to be at a 10, I assume. Well, I hope he certainly comes uh, with something a little bit better than Lady Gaga. Where is your performance of white allyship for Black Lives Matter? Because you know what? She is, you think now, something is... She is now on the record big time for Black Lives Matter. I, I, I have to say, this was too early to attack her for something like this. No, it this... was just, it came at just the right time because I had even uh, sort of um, rebutted with, oh, her song Angel Down is about, um, is about Trayvon Martin. And I'm with you there. And, and, but he expected even more he wants something very literal very overt something that isn't necessarily coded in that way in the way that she did for born this way yeah Um, i guess so so i think that's absolutely fair and you can bet and guarantee that he will be at a 10 screaming his fucking dulcet vocal I'm sure he off. will, you know. I got, and he has, and a voice, he, has, he, has, he has a voice for podcasts. He knows how to use his instrument. God bless him. I also, you know, I take issue with this casting Laura Dern as Shane Lee Woodley and Reese Witherspoon's adversary in Big Little Lies when she played their mothers in Wild and the Fault in Our Stars. So what are we saying here? There's a world where we don't cast no. Laura Dern and Big Little Lies? No, 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 Deliberately, you're being willfully obtuse. Because I don't know what if I he am. is doing is he is taking to task, casting, casting, uh, just the way that women are wronged in casting in Hollywood. I don't with know. Age. I think there's nothing wrong with Laura Dern being cast, by the way, in a flashback in Wild as Reese Witherspoon's mother. It was a flashback. Reese Witherspoon played her young version of herself, which was in her early 20s, and Laura Dern was appropriate for that part, so do your research, Dylan. And then she earned an Oscar nomination for that. And so, um, I don't know. I feel like this just doesn't check out for me. He's 
attacking the larger problem, the overarching problem, which he's very good at doing because he has to look at things with a keen observational eye, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's good that you can repeat that from what you said before. My thing, I'm I'm not repeating anything. I'm I'm saying all new words, sweetie. Okay, well, so let's talk about Pat. Pat, who let's talk about Pat here. I'll give you the background on Pat. Pat, of course, the Lost Culturistas Icon Award winner. Um, He's been on both. I don't think so, honey. Lives. I mean, he's an iconic part of the show. Of course, he was on our show and he did the iconic, which earned him the title. He did the iconic, I don't think so, honey, people who shame me about posting too much on social or about ever being on my phone ever. That was iconic. And it was so, it, please. It was so iconic that it was animated by Lulu Krauss in, in uh, Giphy form. And then we have him on our first, video. I don't think so, honey, where he accepted the title of Las Culturistas Icon Award. Restaurants who cover their outlets so you can't charge your phone, incredibly on brand. And then we had the iconic on the last Las Culturistas, I don't think so, honey, live. He said, I don't think so, honey. These, these young, young girls, girls. Which I will grant you is iconic. Find a problem with my, find a problem with my man. Let's go down the Come list, shall me. we? Let's go down the list, shall we? One, people who shame me about posting too much on social or about ever being on your phone ever. I mean... That's just, that's the opposite of um. Just I mean, you know, he clearly has the range to make it succinct or wordy. That is something that is just that's gonna be his, his Achilles heel. He's just gonna tumble and stumble on his own words, and he's not gonna wow, be able to cogently communicate. Diction. I'm not attacking his diction. I'm attacking his communication, his way to concisely communicate an idea, which he's not doing in this first example. So there's that. Number two, restaurants oh who cover God. their outlets so you can't this charge is your fake phone. News. This is not something that is, um, this is a thought that we've all had. This is not like an, oh, aha. We've had I, it, but we haven't expressed it. And that's what oh, makes it a beautiful, it. I don't we've think so, honey. We've expressed it countless times. Who now. is out there saying, who's Talking out there? Talking about restaurants and coffee shops with no outlets is the new complaining about airplane food. It is hackneyed, well-trod territory. And Pat, I expect You are disgusting from. inside no. and out. And so third, these young girls, I mean- the, what he, you cannot. What he, it's almost, you can't poke holes in it almost, but almost because these young girls referring to gay men, young gay men is, you know, <gasps> toying a little bit too much with gender. Oh, I don't like and you. So I don't know if that's, you know, going to sit well with the audience who is going to be very well read, very well educated. And, um, you know, I think I worry for Pat. I worry for I Pat. I don't know. I don't worry about him at all. I think he's the Last Culturist Icon Award winner. I think that um, he has been described on this show as being someone who is one of the most underrated comedians out there in New York, if not the universe and the world. And I, I'd say... Uh, that person did not... Ex- for the record, that person did not extrapolate I would far. give the edge to Pat. Um, no, that's not fair. And you would give the edge to Dylan. Absolutely. So okay. it seems like we're we're at a so draw. So we're at we're at a we're at an impasse here. Here we go. Let's round. move on to the second matchup, which is entitled L- Lifestyle, Lifestyle Queens. Queens. Now, on Team Matt, we have on Team Matt we have Elise Morales, and I just want to mention during um, New York Comedy Festival, she also has the show um, Roast of Your Fifteen Year Old Self, Great which show. is one of the best shows. So look out for that. Now. Elise Morales was an early guest of Las Culturistas. Yes. We did an entirely Harry Potter episode, and she didn't. I don't think so, honey. That was tonally uh, with went with that episode. She did that. Pottermore weighs Hufflepuff more than other houses. Which can we clarify? What does that mean? It means that when you are on Pottermore and you go 
to take the test to get into a house, it's weighted towards Hufflepuff. So, so that more, more of people, the answers end up in Hufflepuff. Yes, and she was, I don't think so, honeying that, which is, for me, very academic. Very academic. Very genre-specific, and it was very successful. We, sure. I, we I listened to the episode today. We were gasping and gagging. And then she did her... Second, I don't think so, honey, which was truly amazing and clinched her spot in this show for me. I'm I never forgot this. Okay, was people who still care about Kim Kardashian's sex tape, and um, you need to go back and listen to this. I don't think so, honey. To me, it is it is well researched. Uh-huh. It is funny. It is incisive. It is revealing, and it is shaming of people who are wrong out there in culture. Okay. And that is what an I don't think so, honey, should do. Okay, so I, um, I am very confident. So um, how, how should we do this? Should I rebut or should I say? Go ahead and tell me what's wrong. So I will grant you that she um, is, both of these were fantastic, I don't think so, mm-hmm. honeys. Um, but the same problem lies in, I just, the, the, this problem applies to both of these, which is her areas of expertise <gasps> are a little too narrow. A little too specific for this my taste. This is unbelievable. I know. Of course, we know Elise is the authority on Harry Potter. We know Elise is the authority on the Kardashians. But what? What is she going to talk about outside of those two things? You doubt that she has expertise in other areas. I really do. You know, Elise. Oh my Elise goodness. Elise is, is 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 a genius at branding her own. You know, topics of of you know her topics. But um, you know, I'm 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 really worried that she won't really have that much else to draw from. That's and unbelievable so, to me. And I I would like to add. Uh, re Kim Kardashian and shaming people who still care about her sex tape. I mean, why should we? Why should we not care? It's what put Kim Kardashian on the map. It's what's. It was the seed crystal for her amazing empire. So I, I don't know why. I we, don't think. I would the, love to keep talking about Kim Kardashian's sex tape. The issue is not people who care about Kim Kardashian's sex tape. It was people who have a negative opinion on Kim based on the sex tape. But we because she said she opinions. was merely a girl with a fat ass and even fatter dreams. And that, to me, honey, is a classic joke. Sure. I mean, um, a classic joke or um, something that puts a little bit too much focus on the beauty standard around our asses. You are unbelievable. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm a little offended and worried about Elise. So there's that. Well, she told me that she picked out a red outfit, which will slay, and she is not worried about your team member. Go ahead and describe so this is my uh, team what this member, person's all about. Greta, Greta Teitelman. Now, she is someone who knows her frame of references so so clearly i have to say this i don't think so honey that she did came out of nowhere came out of nowhere she did i don't think so honey at the live second live show i don't think so honey french manicures as pedicures yes she was able to roll out so many so many good zingers your your foot isn't handing me my menu at nobu that was good that's pretty fucking iconic if you can whittle it down to one line I think that's the sign. That's the mark of an amazing I don't think so, honey. And that's why I picked Greta. She's able to distill something so clearly. Look, her I don't think so, honey, the way that we wrote this out, like th- this is sort of like Matt did a very good job of really getting these um, written down. Her I don't think so, honey, four words. French, manicures as pedicures. That's it. That's she, all she You know what to say. I will say? I'm going to give it to her. She did an amazing I don't think so, honey. Yes. She represented herself very well. Yep. My concern all style, no substance. Already, you? I've How heard her you? say, talk all about the outfit she's going to wear as if that's going to carry her through. Guess what, bitch? You just talked no, no, about no. your... I'm Elise, yeah, but where Elise's outfit... That's going to be in addition to. Here's the problem. Oh, no. She came up to you and was like, my outfit's going to be fierce. And then we looked down at what her I don't think so, honey, was, and it's French manicures as pedicures. This is someone who cares a little bit too much about the aesthetics and not enough about the content, that's honey. That's her point of view. You know what, bitch? I certainly hope she can spread her wings. I hope she surprises us because I think the judges are going to be 
watching. And I think the judges are going to be saying, huh, are we going to allow ourselves to get fucked over by someone who is not very versatile? Is she going to be working on representing our brand? I don't know. I want something that's not based in fashion. I want something that's not based in skin deep. I want depth from Greta. How and dare I don't know you? if we're going to get that. You are trivializing these industries of beauty and skincare and <laughs> Frankly, that's not feminist of you. Now, let's- that's unbelievable to call me unfeminist on this podcast. I support women. I just need them, you know, to deliver more than just. Why this. are you demanding more of women? That's <laughs> that's awful. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Hey, Los Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with gift mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. 
My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Okay, let's move on to our third matchup, shall we? Yes. And this is a, this is a doozy of a, of a matchup. Yes, this matchup is boys, boys we, we used, used to be in love with who are now our co-hosts on other shows. shows. Now, as an added addendum. Let's give the backstory. Let's give here. the backstory. So you go first. All right, so uh, representing for my team is Dave Mazzoni. The first time I ever saw Dave, uh, we were freshmen in college. I could see right through him. I said, that's a closeted boy from a small suburban town. In Rhode Island. Because I uh, see myself in him. I am what? In love with him. (laughs) Uh, Proceeded to get obsessed with him. We did a show together um, where I pined for him all summer long. Eventually, I think... It was like nine months after we did the show, we did end up like becoming better friends. And, you know, you put two people together, things happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe we were in maybe a five or six week relationship, which he ended and fully broke my heart there. And, uh, you know, looking back, we also made the grave, I think, at the time mistake. But maybe now it's totally fine and funny. But we moved in together as roommates right after this ended and he was like because we can do that right and in an effort to prove how cool i was i was like yeah absolutely i'm I'm totally fine with that we moved in together those were hard times but everything has made us so strong and dave is now one of my sisters he's one of our sisters yeah. he's one our, our orlando sister our orlando sister and that's why i feel so confident with him going out there to represent team matt because he knows team matt um team matt has um sucked his dick so I feel like, and 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 Team Matt's dick has been in Dave's mouth now, and so that's why I feel very confident that Dave is going to bring it home. Um, Before I talk, he about- hates when I talk about that. That's fine. Now, are you, so, <laughs> so so that's the backstory. And I will now say that I don't think so oh. honey's that he's done. Well, I I feel like let's 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 okay. So let's, let's hear go back and your- forth on the backstory. Okay, fine. Um. Uh, and so I'll I'll give my background and then I have a little bit of a, of a rebuttal. I want I want to sort of point at something that you just talked about. Fine, um, but I'll do that after this. So Sam Taggart is on my team. Um, Sam Taggart was a mutual friend uh, when I first met him uh, with uh, our very good friend Matt and I's uh, very good friend Henry Melcher. Um, and uh, Sam knew Henry th- uh, through Chicago, and Sam was visiting New York one day when he was but a senior at UVA. And he was recently out of the closet, still very masked, still very performatively straight, and was wearing flannel and was just this clean-cut, all-American, quote-unquote, guy. Uh, And Henry just very lightly uh, just sort of, you know, considered the possibility of setting us up. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Let's let, let me see. Let me meet this guy first. And at the time, Henry and I were roommates, and I walk up to my roommate, my first apartment in New York, on Avenue A, and um, when I first saw Sam Taggart, I was like, yeah, I'm in love. And, um, you know, proceeded to pine for him uh, for a couple of years until he finally moved to New York City after he graduated. Um, and, you know, struck up a friendship where I sort of kept my feelings for him repressed and under wraps for a while and really yeah. had to reckon with that for a long time, which I think really um, propelled my emotional maturity. But anyway... Um, 
And then one moment that I share with Sam is that uh, I spent New Year's with him in Chicago, New Year's of 2013. And um, we drove from Chicago to back to New York uh, with a pickup truck full of his stuff and his dog Gizmo on my lap just nipping at me, just bi- just biting at me. It was beautiful, a relationship. But you know what? It was one of those experiences. We listened to Fleetwood Mac, Tusk. We talked about uh, great music. Um, I really felt a connection with him. And then when he dropped me off, I knew. I knew that he was he was someone that I would be connected with for life. Now, I finally confessed my feelings for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he did not return those feelings, and I was devastated. And so there was a, we, we both decided it was a good idea to, for a few months, not talk to each other. Wow. And then when we finally did revisit the friendship, what what spur what what grew out of that was a beautiful creative collaboration that has created successful successful franchises such as Live on Broadway. Yeah, same here with me and Lake Dave Homo with Game High. Show. And yeah. oh and what else? Um li- Live on Broadway, like Homo High. Don't upcoming, fucking challenge me. An, what else? An upcoming project that is um has yet to be announced but that will be revolutionary. Um so I just think Sam and I for I bet it'll be it'll feel just like the rest. For of me them. for me coming out of this really emotionally overwrought place of unrequited love to um, you know successful relationships I meet with Sam almost weekly um, to talk about our ideas and how to execute them and same, produce same with me and Dave yeah um, you know that's that just shows you the growth and I just want to say that, I actually spoke to Dave you know just today well sure I mean yeah. that's 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 your cadence. very close with him that's your cadence but I just I would like to point out that um you deciding to move in with him mm-hmm. uh, as a display of you being cool um just is a blatant display of your poor judgment and I think that is something the judges should consider so Th- why would they consider that I have poor judgment I think they'll consider wow what a long journey it's been mm-hmm. clearly he, they they still have a collaborative thrilling relationship that he's allowed to be on this that reverberated and they've been through much difficult stuff together than you and sam we have been through the ringer and you and sam what you have a mere crush on here's here you didn't go through a relationship what was the marriage what was the what was the ringer matt that i had to bear the brunt of some of this too in popular rehearsals where you two would bicker like fucking children yeah that was definitely much harder for you than it was for me mine sam's past has not trickled down and reverberated out in a negative way towards our other collaborators the same way that you're in Dave's You has. would be nowhere if it wasn't for me How and dare Dave. you? How dare you play kingmaker with me, bitch? No You don't way. bite the hand. Now listen, Dave has done some incredible I don't think so honeys in the past and I am so proud to have him on my team. Dave's first I don't think so honey on just the third episode of Las Culturistas was people who say they don't vote. This is someone with a civic mind. <laughs> he he said on the episode, it is there are people in other countries who would die for the opportunity to participate in government, and he represented that, and I was it was so beautiful. And then his next, I don't think so, honey, was people who say Britney Spears sucks now. So that's someone who not only has a mind for government, but a mind for propping up women. And he wants to see women supported and he he said to the whole crowd Britney Spears raised you and we the children had forgotten that and he reminded us all I dare you to say something negative about these I don't think so honeys okay totally good I don't think so honeys absolutely don't really have anything critical to say good um really just took the form understood it went with it hit it hard 
um, communicated all these things effectively. I will say, um, you know, both of these are about people. You know, mm-hmm. what is the little thing that Especially he's going to talk Especially the first assignment, about? so. It's the first assignment, but, you know, he'll make it through the first round, potentially. Wow, already I'm out. saying there's a 50-50 chance, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, what's he going to come up with for the second round if he makes it that far with mm-hmm. the little things? Or what's his user's choice that isn't going to sound redundant? That's what I'm worried about for Dave. So, you know, we'll see. And um, I hope... I. Ho- I hope that we um I hope that he makes it far enough along for him well, for us know, to see that. Talking about a lack of versatility, it actually segues perfectly into Sam. So why don't you tell us sure, what sure, Sam sure. has done with his I don't think so honey. So Sam has um really made history uh at I don't at Las Culturistas. His I don't think so honey on his episode was I don't think so, honey. Lost Culturistas podcast mm-hmm. not talking about the new Instagram stories. Now, this was the day of Instagram had launched their stories feature. One, that's historic. Two, so you're already explaining. Say the other one and then qualify. Oh, no, no, no. Let me just finish on this first one. Mm-hmm. The second historic thing about this, I don't think so, honey, was that he was the first person in Lost Culturistas history to, I don't think so, honey, the hosts. Okay. Huge, huge, huge. And he did it He did it very well with energy, with fire, with biting wit. Okay. Now, the second, I don't think so, honey, was Via Troll Bull, one of the first early adopters also historic of the troll bowl of drawing from the troll bowl was Kelly Clarkson. And he, I remember that one because there was like a lot of, there wasn't a lot of words. Well, no, he was just taking something that he didn't really have um, expertise with. And he still did not let that affect his performance. He still came with such emotion with such fire and, you know what? That to me is a star. I don't think so, honey. Culture icon Here's in the making. What I'll say. He's gonna take home the if money. If you think you're gonna come onto the Lost Culturistas podcast and not only disrespect me but disrespect Kelly, you're not gonna get very far. And what I does that th- have to do with his performance? I, because I'm just saying that you karmically you make a choice when you when you decide to come for Kelly and to come for me. You you make a choice, and karma will come back around. And karmically, he is. On the show, we as have a, I've selected him. Yeah, I mean, that's your choice, baby. I think it's very self-hating of you to choose someone who has come for you in the past for your choices. I think it's disgusting that you would not support Kelly in this moment where she needs to be supported. The meaning of life is out right now. And I just hope that, uh, you know what, it's not even a hope. It's I know that um, the heroes will prevail here and someone who's been on the side of pop stars and wants them to succeed will definitely take it over someone who came in and trashed someone else. So Okay, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um we have diametrically opposed contestants in this matchup. Absolutely. And we will see which side karma favors. We okay? will. How now let's that? move on. We have the Titans of Intellect. Titans of Intellect. Now, on my team, we have Amanda Duarte. Um, just talk about a moral authority here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She is able to take what is happening in the moment, t- process it, digest it, and give you a clear cogent opinion on something okay. that you didn't even know you wanted to hear. Sure. And sometimes, you know, I'm not saying everyone agrees with her and that everyone should sort of, um, you know, follow to the letter what she says, but most of the time she's right. And most of the time she is able to, um, you know, really fucking slay an argument and her most of the time. Okay. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant for it to sound like I'm saying 99% of the time now I heard, I don't think so, honey, at the second live show was the movie Blackfish via the Troll Bowl, and she was able to pull out these amazing, amazing facts and just really just take an academic approach, Socratic approach to taking down the movie Blackfish. Her facts were, don't make me hungry for sushi. Yeah, that's a fact. 
That that was her fact. Well, you would you would say that's not a fact. I would say that is some hokum. That's not hokum. How dare you? I would w- say reduce that Amanda Duarte's you, words to hokum. You, she couldn't find a way to feasibly attack the movie Blackfish, so she decided to take a comedic route and say She's it a made comedian. me. Hum. You know what? This is this She's show not is not comedian. comedy. The show is about truth to power. What made the Blackfish a not good movie? You could have said not enough. Um, Saw not enough uh, input from the movie from of in the movie from uh, SeaWorld's perspective. Sure, I mean, uh, do we expect her? It's not very feminist. Feminist of you. This is crazy. To, <laughs> it's not very feminist of you. And this might be a preview of what the collective team strategy will be: is to sort of cut you off, cut, just hit, just hit you low with this fact, frankly, that Matt Ronders is not a feminist. It's insane to say I'm not a feminist when there is someone on my team in this very matchup, actually, who's one of the hosts of the podcast Misandry with Marsha Belsky and my teammate, Ray Sani, who's representing for Team Matt. Her I Don't Think So Honeys in the past are, when she was on our show, Twitter people who ain't got a blue check coming for her. Uh Absolutely. Yep. And her I Don't Think So Honey Live was Elizabeth Moss via the Troll Bowl. Now, this was iconic. Iconic. She hit everything. When I put Elizabeth Moss in that Troll Bowl. There's a lot to There's there, a lot of There's a lot to, to hit, and she hit everything. Absolutely. She hit everything you could clock Elizabeth Moss. She even went as far as to say Top of the Lake was boring, which it <laughs> is. You know, yeah. and that's like, that's like in the deeper, like, things you could hit about Elizabeth Moss. Obviously, oh, sure. she got Scientology. Obviously, yeah. you know, all these things. But to say Top of the Lake was boring, that's 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 truly cultural commentary. Sure, sure, sure. And I don't think that, I, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't see a threat here. You know, um, this is, the, the threat is that Amanda <laughs> will succeed with flying colors. You are at a at loss. every round because she has demonstrated versatility. She knows how to talk about every which topic. Now, she Twitter, certainly is has demonstrated hokum. How dare you? She you, is hokum. You cannot hokum pokum. Not throw the word hokum at someone with the intellectual prowess of Amanda Duarte. How dare you? I hokum. I'm not I'm not attacking Ray. I'm not attacking, Ray. I'm not attacking Ray. Ray. Yeah, well maybe that's your problem. It's because you have not chosen wisely. You see, my team is impenetrable. <laughs> Absolutely not. I see Absolutely Ray not. devouring Amanda. And this is the narrative that I want to point out is um, that, you know, the list, the rosters went out. People were like, oh, advantage Matt, advantage Matt. But then slowly as these matchups the came out. No, 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 no. I'm not. I, I wasn't. I wasn't going into a victim narrative there. As the matchups were released, people started to say the collective din was oh, wait, this is more of a toss-up than I thought it would be. And I think that's absolutely what we're seeing. So, you know, don't, 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 don't count on, don't count well, your, you know, your wins and your advantages just yet, Matt. That's all i Let's move on to our next battle matchup, which is former, former Planet, Planet Hollywood, Hollywood front, front of, of house staff. staff. Now, these are two gentlemen who used to work the front of house at Planet Hollywood, Times Square, mm-hmm. and my, have they grown from that point. They've grown from that point, and they've grown from a specific incident where um, I believe Tim Murray did... Um, tell us this privately off the mm-hmm, record that mm-hmm. when they did work at Planet Hollywood together they didn't they didn't really interface and or interact that much 
uh, Michael Hartney and Tim Murray. But um, one time, I believe it was a chef or someone in the kitchen had like done some shitty thing to Tim. Right? Well, he, it was an argue, like a dispute in the kitchen, like you have, where um, Tim I think asked for something. Yes, and the chef acted like it was a much bigger deal than it was, and Michael Hartney jumped in. And just told him to give him the fucking thing because it wasn't a big deal. So you know what? You got quite a quite a titan on your team there. Michael tit- Hartney is on your team, and you know he's he's a force to be reckoned with. Someone who is able to just step up and be that that right that that corrective force in the world. I understand. I, look, I'm not even going to front. I also wanted Michael for my team. I lobbied hard for him. He ended up on your team. I you know, it's certainly Actually, a concern of mine that he isn't on my team, but because he certainly shut it down with his I don't think so honeys in the past. I absolutely. mean, he's been absolutely amazing. What has he done? First time uh, uh, was on the uh, first live show. He I don't think so honey. They famously closed the whole show. Closed the show. Until Sunny Tamani came up uh, f- from the raffle. But he closed the whole show with I don't think so honey. People who say their favorite movie of 1995 was The Usual Suspects. And topical. That, and that Facebook. Well, stop. It was It was topical. Now, how dare you? Because it was it's topical, topical right now in this moment, I'm saying. Of course, Kevin Spacey, but it was topical. He was talking about that, that Facebook game where people were posting years that they've been yes. living. And he chose to go a topical route on that evening, yes. And he made a great Kevin Spacey joke. Um, if I wanted to hear Kevin Spacey lie for two hours, I'd ask him about the women he's fucked. Right. I mean, what a great setup punchline. Right there, just, he's, he's able... He's a stunning, stunning, stunning writer. I don't think so, honeyer. A stunning humorist. And I just want to say, you know, he he is someone who has strong opinions about a lot of things. Right. And I will say, he is almost always right about that. And what was his other I don't think so, honey? Oh, I'm sorry, his other I don't think so, honey, uh, during his episode was People Who Come for Moana. And here is my problem. We have a very... Film centric uh, mind here, oh, okay. and I, I don't know. I guess the judges again are they going to see a lack of versatility on your team? Are we again? Do, are we getting? I'm sorry up? again. I that's that's been the the argument that I've leveled against your team all this time. What no, do you mean again that no. you're dealing with that? You're dealing with people who obviously deal only in the world of fashion, who people do no, only no, deal no, no, in no, the no. world of film. Harry Potter, Kim Kardashian, who only people. deal in the world of attacking us and the people that we love, which is Sam. I'm just saying, Michael. You know what? If you're gonna come. To I don't think so, honey. And if you say a fucking I don't think so, honey, about a movie or like anything in the world of cinema, don't think that's not going to register, okay? Because we see you, bitch. We see you. We see you in your limited scope. Okay. Well, then, if you're going to talk about, you know, <laughs> you know, some some any myopic sort of areas of expertise, mm-hmm. why don't you talk about your your your? I'm your team proud member. to. My teammate is Tim Murray. Now, his first I don't think so, honey, in the I don't think so, honey, live was Harry Potter bullies. He's never read it. He's not going to read it. Stop bullying him. He's not going to do it. That's a shaming, and, shaming, shaming, yep, shaming. Well, stop shaming him and he'll, he won't shame you. And his second one, which is on our episode, was people who slide into my DMs to ask about my friend. Now, tell me what's comparable between those two. We had two stunning, I don't think, honeys that made mm-hmm. us think about our behavior. Yeah. And they were cultural and they both of these I don't think so, honey's created a shift in the way people behaved. Absolutely not. Where's that? Where where's that shift? What do you, what would you say that shift has been? I would say that people when they heard him on Los Culturistas talk about don't fucking contact him and ask about his friends in his DMs. I bet he's gotten no messages since since that. I just think it it's he made a social point. He's coming from this very unrelatable place. Wow. One with the, one with the Harry Potter sort of 
the anti-Harry Potter sentiment, but two, implying that people are sledding into his DMs to ask about his friend, um, or, or bringing that up, it would imply that he, A, has a hot friend, which not everybody does, and B... Imp- we all have a hot friend. And B, it implies that um, people are DMing him, and I don't get that many DMs, and I don't relate to that. It's alienating to me. I think that that makes you unusual, because I think most of us get DMs, whether or not we get five, or ten, or maybe even one or two a day. We get well, we all get DMs. We all know what DMing is all about. You can't say that. And... I think that we can relate to him on a Harry Potter level too because some of us just like maybe we're not into it. It's this cultural this this idea that we all have to be part of the same culture. He represents so much. There's so much brevity. I just want to say and just and to, levity. just to um bring up that anecdote again about the planning Holly that planet Hollywood incident in the kitchen. Phew. Um Tim Murray owes Michael Hartney his career. Wow, this is so just think about that. I think we'll see what happens. Okay, next we have matchup. someone who's been coming. They're both going to come very hard. They're both going to come very hard. That's going to be one to watch. It's going to be these very are all, much one to watch. These are all we have. To, I'm. You know what? First of all, just as a point I'm of I'm getting u- excited. As a point of unity, I think you and I have done a very good job with these matchups. Yes. Amanda Duarte did, and this is why I respect, just to go back to Amanda really quickly, she asked if there were any male-female matchups or any non-same, like homosexual, you know, same-gender matchups. I said... There's no male-female matchups, but there is, and we'll get to this later, there is a male non-binary matchup, but I don't know if that it, if that's the same thing that Amanda is talking about. I think to think that... And she, and she sort of, you know, she said that was very interesting, and I think I admire one of my team members who is able to question my decision-making. I like that. I want that. Well, I think it's actually trash that she questioned the decision-making because it's it's a it's a gotcha moment. It's wanting she something to be... She said it was a, a private conversation. No, it's a gotcha moment. Um, and I think that she is asking gotcha questions. And I also think that to assume that we would just make these pairings based on gender is very small-minded. Obviously, these are some very specific and carefully curated uh, matchups. And um, I personally feel insulted, whether or not it's you that feels insulted by your teammate. That'll be something. Okay. Um, but again, just things you're putting out into the karmic atmosphere that are just really questionable. And I, again, I really question This is all coming team. from karmic scholar... Matt Rogers. Now, okay, now let's go to the next matchup. Sure, let's do that. Let's move on. Let's move on. This is Southern, Southern Bells. Bells. Now, we have someone from a little bit of Texas and someone from a little bit of Georgia. Here we go. Now, um, representing the great state of Texas mm-hmm. where the hair is big and the sticks are juicy, <laughs> we have Chrissy Shackelford. Now, this is... Uh, to me, one of my one of my very favorite people on my team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait for this. Now, I say this knowing full well that her first "I don't think so, honey" on our show was quote Matt fucking Rogers. Now, what a interesting, curious thing for you to to, and, to bring up my self loathing. But go ahead. Now, it's it's different though. Okay. Because she came for me because she wants me to be the best version of myself. And she came for me because I was interrupting you during your I don't think so, honey. Absolutely. And she knows, she loves this show so much that she wants to see it fair and square and and to its fullest potential. And she wanted to give you the space. And also she wanted you to have the space to humiliate yourself. You know what I mean? We don't need to hear my voice to hear the garbage that you spew. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She said, no, 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 Matt. Don't interrupt him while he talks. Let him drown himself. Okay. 
So I see a really smart game player there, sure. and she knows how to get to you. And also, you know, the most difficult troll bull topic in that first I don't think so honey was was Julie Julie Andrews Andrews. and she pulled Julie Andrews and she was able to make a compelling argument against international icon Julie Andrews and if that's not the markings of a great champion of I don't think so honey this is someone who could win this whole thing now I just want to say that it's very curious that you bring up this stratagem of this gambit of um, you know she uh, is going to just let the other side, the other person destroy themselves. And, you know, I identify with that. I feel like your team and your whole, um, the conversation that you've directed at this point has been very anti-me, anti-Bowen, team Bowen is bad, Bowen's gonna suffer, but blah, 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 blah. Mm-mm. I champion my team. And so, you know, it's sort of like the Democratic Party. Like, what was their message during the election other than no Trump? Like, what like what were they gonna do for the, the American people? I'm, I'm, it's very reminiscent of that. And it's interesting that you bring up Chrissy's strategy in this way, where it's like, I might just let you destroy yourselves because your platform has no luck to stand on other than no Bowen. So, you know, it's it's interesting. That's not true. I think I've I've I have a well rounded team. I think Chrissy's gonna bring it home and I absolutely think she's gonna destroy uh, whoever this is on your team. This is Shalewa Sharp. Now I've had multiple people come up to me and say, Her I don't think so, honey, at this live show, which was white people who clap on the one and the three instead of the two and the four was one of the most incisive It was very good funny so it it just it came it it came from such a a good real place. I mean, only Shalewa could have done this, you know. Only Shalewa. It was very uh, she's unique. A mu- she's a musical person. She um, has witnessed this firsthand. She mm-hmm. po- she saw a problem. She attacked it. It was a great. I don't think so, honey. And it was the I don't think so, honey. Heard around the world. Everyone has. People are still coming up to me and saying Shalewa. That's that's the icon. She's incredibly worthy um, of being here. In fact, when I mentioned to Chrissy that she was going to be competing against Shalewa, I did see some reservation oh. on Chrissy's face, but I think that will drive her. Okay. And I think that Shalewa will, will be buried in the sand. You know, Georgia is really uh, this new, they're calling it Do- uh, Yollywood. I'm sorry, not Hollywood. Yollywood. It's where... Stars are born. It's where stars are born. It's where all the industry is going to end up in at some point because there are tax breaks for film production there. Well, so we're going to all, you know, you know, we're people working in this industry might end up in Atlanta at some point to shoot a, a TV show or a movie. Um, and, um, you know, we would want to stay in Atlanta's good graces and maybe, um, Give Shalewa a well-deserved win. I'll just say. I mean, well, Texas- I'm not. Uh, we don't need to give her any win. In fact, I think what we're going to see, Bowen is uh, live on stage tomorrow night. We're going to see the night the lights went out in Georgia. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? And look, speaking of, if we're going to talk about states, if I hear one more fucking time from Chrissy Shackelford about blue bonnets, the Dixie Chicks, fun barbecue places in Austin, 6th Avenue in Austin, UT Austin, whatever the fuck, Fuck about Texas. I'm going to fucking lose my mind. She, She's she, proud of where she comes no, from. No, she's in your face about where she comes from. Like my opponent, Matt Rogers, who always has to bring up at every fucking moment that he's from Long Island. Because I survived it. No, I've survived Canada, Australia, Colorado. Oh, no, the oppressive places that are Canada and Australia. The oppressive oh, places no, get for that a free white male away from me. Long Island. You suck. You're, you're, you're absolutely trash. I'm an immigrant, and I've come so far. There he is playing the victim again. So... 
I'm, I, I refuse to be a victim. I'm going to quote Toni Morrison. I'm not the victim. I refuse to be one. And that is absolutely my narrative. I share so much in common with Toni Morrison. Let's discuss these next beloved pair. Now, this is our uh, technically our only non-homogendered pairing. This is Gabe Gonzalez versus Peter Smith. Now, Matt, this is art queers. Yes, art queers. My contestant is Gabe Gonzalez, who I'm proud to have on my team. And let me tell you something. It was a bilingual. I don't think so, honey. It was. It was. It was. That was historic. And he did it on baseball yes. via the troll bowl. It was incredible. It was amazing. He tackled, you know, um, being a young boy, being expected, in fact, culturally expected to watch baseball. There was this, I don't think so, honey, was so layered. Yes, it was. It was international. It was an international, I don't think so, honey. And he attacked America's pastime. And Lost Cultures is a very American show. It Yes, it is. And to... <laughs> Take it that far. I think this was a real challenge, and he hit a home run, a grand slam, if I might uh, use some baseball terms. There you go. He rounded all four bases, mm-hmm. and he slid home for the for the win. He was the Houston Astro. He was the Houston Astro. Now, um, you're right. He was able to pull from his own personal experience in such an artful way. He talked about his uh, upbringing as in a Puerto Rican household, what baseball sort of meant in that household i will say mm-hmm. um that he you know he might have he might have alienated some people you reach you had to reach and not even not even on the cultural why, why would he why would that alienate i don't watch baseball i don't give a shit about baseball he didn't pick the topic it was the troll bowl honey yeah but if he's gonna he had to make a cohesive argument against whatever we picked and he, he was able to slay no it. he didn't make it relatable to me what? He talked about like he baseball. talked about the only good thing about baseball being seeing the guys' butts. That's not relatable to you. No, because I don't. The, the, the only relatable the only relatable thing about baseball is getting to go to the games and eating the food. <laughs> so then the fact that he didn't mention that to you makes it us uh, uh, down the drain. Absolutely down the drain, down the fucking drain. Now you are you are a wench. I want to talk about You're my disgusting member in wench. this matchup, Peter Smith. Now Peter, another disgusting wench. No, no, Peter has lended their talents. Ama- uh, just uh, so many times, uh, with they've helped us out in the past with their Annette Benning impression that has it still has people talking with their own. I don't think so, honey's both at the live show and on their episode. Now this is uh, Peter's. I don't think so, honey's were as follows, uh, in- <laughs> and I think Peter, Peter, this is historic. Peter is drew hard. the first troll bowl on the episode. Yes, for a short period of time, we were giving our guests the option of drawing from the troll bowl during their recording. And I episodes. gave them a hard one. I did. And you gave them a hard one, and they pulled the hardworking middle class. I think they d- nailed it on the head. And then at the live show, guests who come into my home, I give them a can of pop, and they leave it. I mean, that's just a full story right there. That's that's uh, baby shoes never worn, for sale baby shoes never worn. That's a full story right there. See a red flag here, though. Why? They used the word pop. And that's wrong. No, that that's wrong. That's part of the storytelling. It tells you that they're from the Midwest. I don't need to hear that. Why not? Because it doesn't. Then I don't need to hear that Gabe is from Puerto. Gabe, Gabe was in a Puerto, Puerto Rican family. Um, listen, him saying the word "pop," like them, them saying the word "pop." You are a fucking traitor. Not a feminist. Not <laughs> transphobic. Matt Rogers. Them not saying soda took me out of it. 
Mm, okay. All right. So you're going to level the same argument against me that I leveled against Gabe. That's fine. That's it fair. It really took me out of it. So, okay. So this is another draw. We've, we're, we're seven for seven draws. So here are our last two. Let's. I, yeah, I give the edge to Gabe and you give the edge to Peter. There you go. Okay. This next controversial matchup, and I couldn't be more thrilled that it's controversial. How dare you? The Facebook Shaker Uppers. Facebook Shaker Uppers. We have Marsha Belsky for Team Matt, Nicole Silverberg for Team Bowen. Now this... I have a hero on my team. Let's talk about the backstory here. Yes. You, you think you have a hero? I have a hero no, you on have my a team. martyr on your team. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's what you have. That's Joan it's of Arc. It's not the same as a hero. I believe that they okay, are one so on the same. A little bit of backstory. Nicole Silverberg posted this extensive, ex- exhaustive, in an, in an amazing way, this list of things that men can do to support women um, just in everyday ways, but specifically in ways that uh, deal with sexual assault. Um, Just talking about believing women, talking about supporting women in the right ways, talking about not taking their space during these, in these conversations, which is something that we've, anyone male or female, but mostly male can learn. And she posted this amazing educational, not pedantic article, pedantic article uh, that was eventually published on The Guardian. Nicole subsequently received death and rape threats on Twitter um, and Facebook on all the platforms. And then Matt's teammate, Marsha, sort of came in uh, very nobly and uh, uh, as a sign of support and solidarity said, men are scum, which got her banned from Facebook for 30 days. Now, this is a horrible story on all, just every part of the story is just very, 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 um, you know, depressing and and demoralizing in some way. It's they just, both went through a lot. They both went through a lot, and I think Nicole rightfully, when this matchup was announced, um, sort she of she called it fucked. She called it fucked. Which you know what? We'll give it to her. It's a fucked matchup. That, that but her- that's what I love. Okay, here we go. And this, I'm not the one saying this. This is Matt. You know what? I think that this, it's better that they go up against each other. Why? Because. We could see, because they know in their, they know that this will cause them both to go 150% because they look at each other and they have utmost respect for each other. You don't think the other would throw the competition for for the other person? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. I think that this, I think I looked at the list and I saw the two of them and I said they must go up against each other because look, what they do and what, what they stand for yeah. is... One hundred fifty percent. You couldn't say anything about them. No. Like this is. These are two incredibly necessary people. I think it's so fucked up. Facebook banning Marsha, and they have since lifted the ban because I think they've seen the error of their ways. Yes. Yes. By the way, Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking maniac. What a fucking and idiot. You know what I found out? He owns ninety eight percent of the wealth in the millennial generation. He owns almost That's everything. That's disgusting. He's just a fucking piece of shit. He's and never... Facebook is crazy for not banning these fucking monsters, real monsters who yep. pose real threats to and people. And Twitter, yeah. And Twitter. And they ban Marsha. And they, like, Nicole has to fucking go through all this garbage just for, like, like spreading like what is necessary in the world. So you know what? Pit them against each other. I only care about a good. I don't think so, honey. I think this is going to be, this will, what they've been through, they're going to bring to that stage and they're going to bring the fucking heat. Yeah. This is, you know what? This one, this one really, I feel, of this su- will be intense. I feel such a mix. Yes, exactly. I feel such a mix of emotions. I'm excited. I'm scared. I'm happy. I'm terrified. All these things. I just repeat. Let's talk about what they've done. So my Marsha 
has done, I don't think so, honey, freedom of speech. I'm telling you, this is someone who is not afraid. She has no fear to take on the First Amendment of our Bill of Rights. And you know what? Knowing it's going to be recorded and played nationwide for millions. Listened to in posterity. And this is someone who, I'm telling you, I I see nothing getting in Marsha's way. Okay. Now for Nicole... She has demonstrated such versatility. I think I have the versatile queens. On her episode of Las Culturistas, she, I don't think so, honeyed, quote, you showed me the movie Joy on an Airplane. And um, I believe um, one of her uh, little sound bites in that one was, um, I would rather um, the plane go down with the president on it. <laughs> and th- at the time, this, this was pre-inauguration. This was President Obama. Yeah. <laughs> and she was so willing to you know, sacrifice the life of one of our best presidents and just so just to drive one of the best, one of the best. And, um, you know, she's not afraid to throw her political alignments aside to make a point. Um, and then her, uh, second, I don't think so, honey was at the live show. Second live show. She was the first troll bowl draw of that show. Jennifer Garner via troll bowl. Um, she, I believe she used the phrase capital one bitch. You know, um, I think she did really well with that with yeah. that Jennifer Garner because then she shared afterwards when we spoke to her afterwards at the intermission she said that she actually loves Jennifer Garner and the fact that she's able to turn that part of her brain off her you know let me just go easy because I love Jennifer Garner no she's gonna no, go she for blood came hard she in fact even came for her marriage she came for her marriage and that to me presents a problem okay because if you're such a feminist why are you trying to tear down another woman for her marriage and also why are you attacking a movie with a female lead. I think Nicole Silverberg is a wolf in sheep's clothing. I think that I will... she is branded as a feminist and someone who shakes Facebook up in a good way. But I see through it. Listen. And I see someone who wants to end the careers of young actresses who embody spirit, grit, and grace. I won't question Marsha's feminist um alignments, her her beliefs, but I will just ask the listener right now. Go back about 45 seconds um, and just listen to the part where Matt Rogers refers to Marsha as my Marsha. Why no. the possessive? Why the possessive? He's possessed. Is, is Marsha chattel? She doesn't have a problem is with Marcia it. Is Marsha chattel to Matt? Okay. Well, I let's never, think about that. Marsha should is, fly with the other eagles. Matt is not a feminist. Okay. And this it's is unbelievable that you are such trash. You have a shitty ass. Your mom never taught you how to wipe your ass good. It's funny. Um, I feel like I've been, You have an ass that has shit on I've it. I've been hearing this insult handed down. I believe Tim Murray on social media called uh, said I have a shitty ass. and I, I said you had a shitty ass well, and no, I'm happy and that then, he picked it up. Well, Tim picked it up and you know the fact that Matt's team members have to resort to There's a lot of borrowed, poop on your butt. The fact that Matt's team members have to resort to borrowed language is quite tragic. Um, they can't come up with their own you original thoughts. You smell like thoughts. poop because there's so much poop let's left go over to your the butt. Last, so how to wipe your ass Let's better. go to the last matchup. This is Diva Deluxe. This is Diva Deluxe. Yeah. Diva Deluxe. I looked over at Hot Engineer Will and he was just like raising his eyebrows at that. Hot Engineer at Will. that run. I think Hot Engineer Will is exhausted. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? He's getting paid. Okay, so this is <laughs> Diva Deluxe, and this is a huge one. This is the this will end round one. This will end round one, and, and you know this is this is Diva Deluxe. You <laughs> know what I mean? I'm like this is Diva Deluxe. These are Deluxe Divas, and this is as big as it gets. And the reason these two are paired together is because they both created moments in the second. I don't think so, Honey Live, that stopped the world. World stop. Carry and on. And it took a minute, but it did carry on. 
But it was they were shocking moments. Shocking. Like let's go through them. All right. What did on Michelle my do? team is Michelle Buteau. Now this to me is an iconic, iconic comedian mm-hmm. who I'm I'm so thrilled and gagged she's doing this show. Yes. Her first I don't think so honey at I don't think so honey live. I mean we were just honored for her that she even was there. Yes. And she came out and shut down. Uh, Act one, she went last. She said, people who don't fuck with the song Despacito. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that song, by the end of that, I don't think so, honey. You love Despacito. I fucked with Despacito. Yeah. And I was who she was talking to because I didn't fuck with Despacito. And I have Michelle Buteau to thank. Um, I'm going to cross party lines here. And I have Michelle Buteau to thank for um, being the first person to ever say the words or the name Cardi B. Yeah. In my presence. Like, I, that was the first time I ever heard about Cardi B. Yeah. And this is like, someone who sets the tone of culture. Absolutely. And her second, I don't think so, honey, when she was uh, invited to be a guest on our show was, if you're invited to my house and you don't bring shit, yeah. I don't think so, honey. Really um, setting the tone for etiquette in people's homes uh, henceforth. Sure. I mean, you know, both of these are about behavioral things. And for her to sort of want to be corrective about behavior is dangerous and unwieldy wow. and you know she wants to tell me how to live my life that's that's not going to be that's not going to fly when you've been living it incorrectly okay so my um oh i'm so excited for my teammate uh my team member for this this is Annie Donley now she what she did at this live show was let's just walk through this beat by beat she comes on stage with a giant fucking hat of her own the hat was big sun hat for that. black sun hat bold pink lip rude to come into our house and not wear our hat but anyway stone cold look on her face like she was too fucking good to be there and we d- were gagged from the second she walked on stage with that we look were. on her face we were like we were oh gagged. my god diva deluxe diva deluxe and then she walks on stage stacks the our own culturista's hat on her own hat she knew what she was doing she came Prepared, she came correct, and she her. I don't think so, honey. Was Matt Rogers and Bowen Yang? Now, people have definitely come come for us before, and I don't think so, honey. That we know, but this was above and beyond explosive. And I will say, like, before we get into this, I will reference something that she did on social media. She <laughs> she she challenged herself by and she posted a status uh, a few months ago. Like this status and I'll read your ass like a fucking drag queen, honey. And she got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of likes. Read almost all of those people to filth. God, I mean. She's a dangerous person. Dangerous person. And, and it's definitely it's definitely going to be very, um, very interesting to watch and see what she does. I just wonder, have we seen the best of what she can offer? We've seen her. I just wonder, can it get any better or bigger than coming from the host of the podcast and roasting us as a pair, as individuals, and for what we stand for? I don't know. I think she might have blown her fucking load with her huge, you know, penis. Her her Facebook post about reading people like draft for just hundreds of comments deep. That was the Benghazi hearing of her. If we're gonna, if 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 Annie is Hillary, that was her Benghazi hearing. Just the stamina, the just putting up with people's bullshit being like why are you hurry up on your reads why aren't your reads coming in she took her time she was cool as a cucumber the whole time delivered on these i don't think so on, on these reads like calling it with joel kim boosters we'll, we'll bring up as an example she said and i quote fat feminasian more like microdermabrasion get your skin fixed you ugly slut <laughs> or fuck. something like that holy fucking shit i mean come on you're <laughs> I, I am 
I am just girding my loins look, for what she will I'm, say. I'm and look, not saying that it's not going to be a fucking fight, but you know what? That's why it's Diva Deluxe. That's why it's Diva Deluxe, and I just want to quote a couple more things from her. Oh, my God. Just to take it back to her. I don't think so, honey. Um, She said, Matt Rogers, can, can we hang out? Can we be friends? Because it seems like all your friends get famous except for you. That hurt. And then she said to me, and Bo and Yang, sponsored by <laughs> Spoke? No, sponsored by Warby Parker, honey. It's called, <laughs> you want to get fucked? It's called 1-800-CONTACT. <laughs> 1-800. And then she said, she emphatically added a, a period to that whole whole piece by saying, 1-800-CONTACTS, hunty. Go back and listen to the audio because the audience is fucking they go fucking crazy. Almost as much as they were screaming from, from Michelle Boutel. But Almost just, as much. You have to listen to the audience during Annie Donnelly's. Um, I don't think so, honey. Look, the audience is just wailing and screaming and going, ah! This like, battle pairing is going to shut it down. It's going to shut it's it down. It's going to shut it down, and that will end round one, and then there is a little bit of a twist. There's some twists up our sleeve. So Matt and Bowen, the two of us, we each have a steal mm-hmm. of someone who's been eliminated from the other team who then will compete on our team in round two. Yes. So and then, then we have yes a redemption, which is uh, one of us just taking back one of our own eliminated team members to fight at our side once again. So truly, if they lose the first round, it's not over. No. They can still go on to win. Mm-hmm. Again, this is going to be very much a gag. This will be judges Joel Kim Booster, Michelle Collins, and a surprise third mystery guest judge. Wow. Which will be revealed. Which will be revealed. Now, um, we're, we can't wait. We hope this little rundown has given you all the context you need. This is Consider this a primer for uh, going into Tuesday night, November 7th. Yes, tomorrow. Tomorrow, culture. And I don't think so, honey, deathmatch. 8.30 p.m., 7.30 p.m. doors at Villain, 307 Kent Avenue. Yes, buy tickets now because you don't want to get to the to the door and have to pay a little bit more, honey. A little bit more, honey. Again, it's a part of New York Comedy Festival. We're so excited. So excited. It's going to be a bloodbath but also a love fest. A love fest and a bloodbath, absolutely. That's the beautiful thing about all of this. This is all for love, all out of love. What we did for love, this show, bitch. Yes. Now, Matt, any closing thoughts? Uh, Fuck you. Fuck you. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. 
They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.